This is the reading May 8th, I believe. Um, so, I am doing a short reading. It's called The Commanders of the Armies of the Lord. And it says, It came to pass when Joshua was at Jericho, that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, the men stood opposite him, by his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us, or are you an adversary? So he said, No, but as a commander of the armies of the Lord, I have now come. And Joshua fell to his face to the earth and worship, and said to him, What does my Lord say to my servant? In the Spanish, it says, El príncipe del ejército de Jehová respondió a José, Quítate el calzado de tus pies. So he was the prince of the army of the Lord. The prince is always the son of the king. Now he's being worshipped here. Jesus Christ comes and sees what's going on. You know, in this problem, and see, this is, we're going back in the reading, we are in chapter 10 right now of Joshua. But I was seeing the Palestinian and the Israelis, they had some conflicts. And you would think God will make a sigh. God says, no, I didn't come here to make a sigh. He had his sword drawn. When, when you see the sword, you see judgment. And Joshua went to him and said, Are you for us or are you for our adversaries? Is God for the Palestinians or is God for the Jew? You know what God will say? No. But as a commander of uh, the Lord's army, I have now come. Come to do what? Now, notice that he doesn't respond, yeah, I'm for you, Joshua, I am God's army, and by my hand. He, does, he doesn't say, he says, now I have come. But what does it mean, now I have come? Now, remember, they, this is their second victory, or their first victory that they're about to fight. The walls are closed, um... Seven days, they're going to march around blowing their trumpets as the young girls with their cymbals uh, go around dancing and the army in the back and the priests in the front with the ark. They would have a space in between them and sometimes from what I remember reading, they had the army in the front watching the priests too. But God says, now I have come. Now, the Bible talks about men who will come... Uh, and we'll set up a peace treaty between the world and Israelites. But in this verse, it says, Now I have come. Jesus has come to this earth, and he's now working to make righteousness happen. God knows the Palestinians need food. You know, I am a dog owner. I have two dogs. I don't make distinguished I mean, don't make distinction between one dog or the other one. I do have a lot more affection if they don't are grouchy and they don't want to um, sometimes sometimes they want too much of my attention. But now I have come. 
Are you dealing with a problem? God is saying to you, Now I have come. Worship him. God is the almighty and the powerful Lord that can make things happen. I am praying that God will give us the will and the opportunity to deal with these oppositions that we have sometimes. Now I have come. You know, I am a fervent fervor believer that God is always right. In his Bible, he says, I hate it when they chop up my little land in pieces and give it to a stranger. And his word says, I own the cattle, the hills. It's almost like he's saying, I own all the automobiles of the earth. I own all the gold and the hills. Recently, I wrote a, I mean, I have a book, The Fly. In this book, uh, I have created this fictitious country where two countries are fighting each other with economical, you know, plots and things. But one country is running out of money. So the other country is asking them to see gold because gold is the currency that holds, I mean, it's the commodity that holds the currency up or down. But they don't have any. So they go and they put an announcement all around and they start getting the people's gold and like little pepas or meaning little nuggets and they are able to lend gold from the people on little nuggets. Each person owns the nugget and they keep them on safety boxes. So when the other country comes and sees they're fighting a war of attrition of course but he see they see the gold they could test the gold and they say here look we are full of it but it doesn't belong to them it's just a lie um so i say to you guys now i have come that's what god says now i have come god is here to save you if you've been unemployed, Mr. Palestinian, I have been there. Oh, Pak Pak tastes really good sometimes when you're unemployed. If you have been mistreated by militias, mistreated by militants, mistreated by the state, I have been there, Mr. Palestinian. If you have had a degree that's not valid because of blacklisting, I have been there. You know, it was one of the greats that I love, one of the guys that I love, his dad was a Palestinian. He was a Palestinian Christian. His dad used to risk his life to travel to Israel to find a job because he was unemployed. And But he used to go illegally. And one day he took a shortcut in the wrong place and he stepped on the mine and he blew up in little shiverings, leaving him an orphan with only his mama and no job because he had to get jobs on the other side. He was a Christian. He wrote a book that I have that I read sometimes, debating it's the Bible against the Quran, Islam against Christianity. And he does a very good job of explaining Islam because he speaks Arabic 
Uh, most of the Islamic people probably will not like this book. But the man does a very good job at explaining the theology. So there is a lot of Christian Palestinians. It is said that, for example, in Damascus, Syria, they still speak the natural language, the Aramaic, of Jesus Christ. Do you know that the Bible is written in Aramaic? So I pray that God will give us the insight when he says, now I have come. Because sometimes we're asking God, are you in the Israeli side or are you in the Palestinian side? And God doesn't waste time. Now I have come. Why? Because when God shows up, he can fix both to a place of blessing. You know, there was a battalion in the, in the El Salvador called Atlakat. It was one of the kings of our native people. And I was talking to a guerrillero. The guerrilleros had, or the, uh, the rebels had a bunch of um, good units. You know, they had explosive units and all kinds of things. But the Atlakat was the only elite force in El Salvador. It was dismantled because a lot of them got prideful, crooked, and they started killing innocent people. Um, but it is said, my dad was saved, and, you know, if you talk to some of the veterans in El Salvador, when the Atlakat showed up, every guerrillero took off to the hills. Because it was big cannons coming down the hill. They usually sent them only when the FMLNA took bridges. They would send the Atlakat and helicopters and all those FMLNs. When the Atlakat showed up, they were outnumbered, outpowered, and it, the battle was lost as soon as they saw the Atlakat. Now that battalion got like disbanded because they were ruthless. But when God comes, he is the elite. And he says, now I have come. So what's the problem, Willis? <laughs>